if your messaging is saying one thing and your visual brand is saying something else, things start to fall apart. Hello, and welcome to Sink or Swim, a weekly podcast brought to you by RentSync, where we take a deep dive into the prop tech, multifamily, and rental housing industry. In each episode, we uncover the technologies and strategies used to help overcome operational challenges and increase the value of your multifamily investments. So let's get into our conversation today. Welcome back to Sink or Swim. I'm your host, Nicolina Savelli, and you're listening to Get Synced, where I take a tactical approach to helping those in multifamily improve their marketing and advertising efforts. And today, I have RentSync's marketing designer, Kristen Cardwell, here to chat all about design and creating your multifamily property's brand identity. Welcome to the show, Chris. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. (laughs) Now, before we get into today's conversation, do you mind expanding on that introduction for me to give listeners a better idea of your experience working at RentSync and designing for the multifamily industry? Definitely. So I've been with RentSync for just over two years now. I originally joined the team as the graphic and web designer for the client services side. So that means I was doing a lot of brand work and website design for our clients specifically. At the time, we didn't really have a designated designer for our internal marketing. So I took on a lot of that as well. And through (laughs) that, I got the opportunity to work with the rebrand we did, which ultimately led me to this position as our marketing designer. Perfect. Thank you. That's great. So I've been kind of going down this road with my guests lately, and it's really pulling apart the layers of the marketing process from lead management, lead generation, and branding is a big part of that. So I thought it would be great to get a designer's perspective on how they navigate design for the multifamily industry. Now, we know, like you said, you've recently transitioned from our client services team to full-time marketing designer, but I know you have a lot of experience with designing for multifamily clients, from developing the look and feel of their brand to even the user experience for their website. So I kind of want to start off by asking you why it's so important for multifamily owners, operators, and marketers to consult with an industry expert on their branding and design. And maybe what are some of the key differences between a designer who understands the industry versus your standard ad agency? Yeah, for sure. So the client, it's always in their best interest in any industry, really, to work with marketers and designers who are specific to that industry. Right. So with brand and with any design-related projects, the first step is always research, right? So you're researching the client, you're researching the industry, you're researching competitors, you're mm-hmm. researching patterns and things that are working, things that don't work. Right. So when you work with an industry expert, that whole step of the process is already done for you. We already know what we're dealing with. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. So from your perspective, when should multifamily marketers start thinking about brand identity? And what are some of the first things clients should consider before coming to a designer and asking you, you know, I want to I want to create a brand identity. You know, there there are some things they should prepare in advance before contacting a designer. 
Yeah, absolutely. So the short answer to that is it's never too soon to start thinking about your brand. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of already doing it. The minute that you're thinking about starting a business, the minute you're thinking of sure a new development or a new business venture, all of these questions we're wanting the answers to, you have the answers to. They're the who, what, where, when, and why. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So these are the things that we're going to be asking, and you know the answers. It's when we get to the more visual things where clients start to feel a little underprepared. Right. But that's okay. You don't need to know what you're looking for necessarily. We're just asking the questions to get the ball rolling. And we're ultimately, we're there to help you make those decisions. You can give us any information you give us is useful. The more you give us, the better. Can you then tell me some of the most common questions you ask clients to get the ball rolling with the design process and why those questions are so important to the success of of the brand you ultimately create for them? So we just want to know everything about the company or the property. So if it's a single property we're dealing with instead of a corporate brand, we're just going to get deeper into those questions about location, target, demographic, what right. that community is like, what the building looks like, what are the amenities. Again, everything you know the answer to already. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to ask you, maybe you have a favorite color or a preference <laughs> in visuals. But like I said, we're there to help you with that. We're going to ask you all of the questions to get the answers we need to work with. Right. Now, I asked Leanne this question in my last episode, but I want to ask you as well. What do you think a great multifamily brand looks like? So it's tough when you're selling the same thing as so many people, right? Mm -hmm. The trick is in multifamily especially because you're not just selling a product or service. You're selling housing. Like these are people's lives. So you really need to be relatable through your brand and... You need to just figure out in any brand, in any industry, what separates you, what makes you stand out. Translate that into a visual story as well. I know Leanne touched on consistency in her Mm -hmm. answer with this and visual consistency as well. That's just as true. So if your messaging is saying one thing and your visual brand is saying something else things start to fall apart right if you're if you're positioning yourself around let's just say student living and student lifestyle mm-hmm. obviously you're not going to want to use muted colors and imagery of families in your branding right sure. that has to line up mm-hmm. yeah absolutely so as a follow-up to that how can multifamily brands really differentiate themselves in this industry because it is so competitive and everyone is basically offering one thing, which is a place to rent. So how do you how do you go about differentiating those clients and making them stand out from each other? So like I said, it's about finding, you have to know yourself and know your goal with your brand. So right. that's a huge thing that you definitely need to think more about. So once you find 
where you want to position yourself, let's just say it could be around anything, maybe your customer service or your property management team is your strong suit. Maybe Mm -hmm. the lifestyle you provide, maybe it's around location, but whatever that is, that is what you're going to bring in visually and really just tie those together. Perfect. Yeah. So I don't think we could have a conversation about design without talking about logos. Mm -hmm. In our prep call, we spoke a lot about how many clients think the brand begins and ends at the logo. Can you talk a little bit about the impact of a logo and its value versus the rest of the brand? It is a common, a huge misconception that people think logos equal brand. (laughs) So it's very true the logo is a huge part of your brand. It's the face of your brand, but that's just what it is, right? The logo's job is to identify and we want logos to be impactful and meaningful far more than we need them to tell us what it is exactly. Right. So if you look at the most recognizable brands out there and you separate the logo from the rest of the brand, usually you're left with not that much information really, but you're left with something simple, open for interpretation and memorable. Like you, you identify them with that logo, but the brand is really where the personality comes into play. So like I said, the logo is the face, but you don't, you don't know somebody you just meet by looking at their face. You have to get to know their personality, which is That's the difference between the logo and the rest of the brand, really. Interested in being a guest on Sink or Swim or have a really great idea for an episode? Email us at podcast at rensink.com. Yeah, that's a great, great metaphor there. Now, can you walk me through the typical process of creating a logo for a multifamily client? And if you could make a recommendation, how should marketers be thinking about logo design moving forward? What are the most cliche asks for logos that you wish would disappear? Maybe Mm -hmm. that's a loaded question, but can you walk (laughs) me through that a little bit? So let's start with the typical process of creating a logo for a multifamily client. Yeah, the process, it's like any other design process or project, right? We're starting with the basics. We're starting with those questions in that initial consultation or design call. Once we have that, our research doesn't usually end there. We're usually doing a little bit more digging around based on those because there's a lot of inspiration comes from a lot of different places Mm -hmm. and the client usually isn't going to bring you there in your one-on-one initial meeting. So you kind of need to dig a little deeper there so you have more to work with when you're connecting that visually and making that story. So once we leave the call, the process is a lot of research. We're going into our mood boards. We're going into our sketchbooks. We're trying to connect the dots from the information we're given and come up with a visual solution basically that makes sense and marketers and clients also have to remember that's exactly what logo design is we're 
coming up with a solution to a problem. And if you could make a recommendation, how should marketers be thinking about logo design moving forward? I feel like there was a time where really complicated logos were a big thing. And I feel like I've seen a lot of multifamily clients that maybe haven't done a rebrand in 10, 15 years that their logos are, a, they don't maybe work with with social media or they're, you know, they, they're not fitting in those trends. So what are some recommendations on, on logo design moving forward? And what are some of the most cliche logos you wish you would disappear? <laughs> <laughs> so one of the huge things that happens all of the time is clients want to overcomplicate. They mm-hmm. want to cram as much information as they can into a logo and that comes into play, like you said, when we're, we're in a world where your logo is on so many different platforms and it has to be versatile, right? Yeah. So generally, the more complicated a logo gets, the less versatile it gets. So that's really something that people have to remember, right? We're working, it's like, as I said, it's a solution to a problem. And part of the problem is how can I make this as versatile as possible where is it going to live where are you seeing this and that's the overcomplication of things is one of the big problems that i <laughs> wish would stop but you know mm-hmm. it's it's understandable why it's happening we just have to try to avoid it as much as possible and hopefully work out of it yeah yeah and, and some of the, the most cliche logos you've seen in the industry that you wish would maybe go away or that you'd never have to design again. <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't really have to design them anymore because you're on our side, but right. um, but from client services, I think that they could probably still feel the pain of, of designing, you know, buildings in, right. in multifamily logos. I always say there's only so many ways that you can draw a building, (laughs) right? And that's part of the fun is that there is a challenge when you are working in a specific industry and the clients are all selling the same thing because you, you run into a repetition issue. There's only so many ways you can draw a building or a lake or a city (laughs) skyline, you know? Yeah. There's a lot of common themes, so it's hard to work with, but it's also part of the fun. And that's why I just always try to get clients to be as open-minded as possible. The more abstract you can get them to go, it gives you a lot more options. Yeah, fair enough. So let's talk a bit about websites and bringing your brand online. Obviously, that's a huge part of getting your property properties visible today. What are some of the key aspects of designing a website for a multifamily property that are atypical to your standard website design? Websites for multifamily are super cool. They're completely unique to mm-hmm. other websites out there because they work with such unique components and functionalities. You're working with things like filters, maps, property cards, property pages, you're working with suite tables. So all of these elements are 
very unique to the multifamily industry, right? Mm -hmm. So again, it comes back to the benefit of working with a marketing agency or designer who works specifically with multifamily. We know how these things usually look, should function, where we can play around and where things have to just be how they are. Right. Yeah. Where they live on the website, where they shouldn't be hidden, what things are prominent, where, you know, where your listings might be, where your promotions might live and, and all those things. Yeah, absolutely. But of course, not everyone is looking for, you know, a highly customized design for their property. Maybe they just need something functional and user friendly. Do you have an opinion on when marketers should be thinking about a more custom website versus something a little bit more off the shelf that can be spun up a little faster? Definitely. So Rensing has a great variety of themes that we have designed and developed for our clients' use. And these are generally a good starting point for the majority of our clients. You can Mm -hmm. apply your brand to them. You have the option to customize these themes usually if you Mm -hmm. need to rearrange a section or add a page right they're a great starting point it's when we get into too many customizations that we're usually recommending move to a full custom website and sometimes clients just don't want off the shelf and they're looking to really focus in on their brands and stand out Mm mm-hmm from their competition. So obviously that is a reason that clients might choose a custom website over one of our themes as well, but they both serve the purpose and they both are customizable. It's just whatever works for each client. Sure, sure. I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the lease up process might require you know you get to start off with that splash page and really highly customize that to your brand and then from there you might want to just expand that splash page into a fully customized website rather than having this templated or pre-templated website from this beautiful splash page that you've like put so much time and effort in into branding for is that is that something that you see more often happening when people start from kind of the beginning of a new development or a, a lease up like I said? Yeah, well, we've had a few corporate clients, actually, they start out with one of the themes. Mm. And at some point, it just doesn't serve them anymore. Sure. There, Maybe it's a very specific thing that they've requested, or over time, their portfolio grows, and they just need something larger. Because custom sorry, corporate sites can become pretty heavy. They are very large. (laughs) That definitely happens a lot. Um, As far as lease ups, the goal goal is always to (laughs) push our clients' brands further. So I would like to see more of our lease up clients go fully custom. Mm -hmm. A lot of them do though. They start with the theme splash page and then move into the full theme site and then I would like to start seeing them transition into bigger things once they take off. For sure. Now, I want to pick your brain a little bit about 
what's coming in multifamily design or what you've seen trending lately. Can you chat a little bit about some of the design trends you've seen in the market and ones you like, dislike the most? Right now we're in such a weird world where everything is about virtual and user experience (laughs) more than ever. So these things have always been important, especially in our industry. But now more than ever, we're really relying on these virtual interactions, whether it's virtual tours, virtual leases, live chat, bot chats, all of this. (laughs) And we are focused designers are focused on these user experience elements for sure, but we're also seeing a lot of focus in how we can kind of personalize and humanize our brand. So I've been seeing a lot more brand mascots and characters becoming Mm. part of digital brands these days, which I've definitely warmed up to more now, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) there's always a place for these things. And I do think it's a smart move for a lot of companies who are missing that in-person, one-on-one experience. Right, right. That makes sense. Well, Kristen, that was my last question. And I think I learned a lot today. So thank you so much. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. And I'm sure everyone thinking about branding and marketing their properties have learned something today as well. But before you go, can you please let listeners know where they can connect with you if they have any further questions about design and branding for for multifamily? Absolutely. Yeah, they can find me on LinkedIn just under my name, Kristen Cardwell, or my design account on Instagram at kcardwelldesign. Perfect. Awesome. Well, thank you again for taking the time to join me on this episode of Get Synced. And until next time, keep swimming. You've reached the end of another episode of Sink or Swim. Make sure to visit us at rentsync.com forward slash podcast to access show notes, key takeaways, and where you can sign up to our newsletter to receive free bonus content. If you found value in the show, please also remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Thanks for listening.